0: listening to the fantasy sports radio network let it
1: rain remember the class where i taught y'all how to make it rain
2: make it rain
1: dollar dollar bills y'all All right, people, here we go on a Friday, May 24th, 2019. And as we uh, head into Memorial Day weekend, uh, much on tap in the world of sports. Of course, sports investing. Uh, We've got uh, a lot to look forward to here over the next week or so. And uh, we got to start previewing. We got the, uh, and don't forget, WNBA season kicks off tomorrow. We've got French Open kicking off on Sunday. We got the Belmont around the corner. Uh, we, of course, now are just that much closer to deciding who it is that's going to have the right to lose to the Golden State Warriors in the finals. Uh, crown an NBA champion, Major League Baseball. It is a good time to be a Indy sports fan. Indy 500. Who's going to drink milk? Still don't understand why they do that. But I do think there's a, an important reminder here for this weekend. And I read this, and it just it shakes my head because it happens every year. So. We might as well go ahead and get it out of the way right now and just remind people that uh, there is more to Memorial Day than uh, than burgers and cookouts and mattresses and beach weekends and those types of things. And it's always kind of bothered me over the years, too, when uh, when people and it backs it up here where a recent survey tells us that close to 60, 60 percent of us have absolutely no idea what Memorial Day is besides uh, equating it to. Let me run to Home Depot and get a grill or let me run to the uh, to the beach. And why most of us, including us here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, will be enjoying a three day weekend with our friends and family. The fact that 60 percent of us have absolutely no idea exactly what this holiday is about uh, is a bit mind blowing. So let us set the record straight here Uh, this holiday. And while, yes, it's all meant to be spent with friends and family. That's the whole point. It's also at some particular point during this weekend. Uh, Why don't you guys go ahead, just take a couple of minutes and uh, honor the men uh, and the women and their families who gave the ultimate sacrifice to allow us to go ahead and enjoy a three-day weekend and, you know, barbecue and go to the beach and do all those kinds of things. Memorial Day is about honoring all military veterans who have given us... Both living and in the past uh, that have gone ahead and laid it down so we can have these types of freedoms to have stupid sports shows like we're doing right now here uh, and uh, and we'll continue to do so please don't yes, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a nice three day weekend for many of us and while uh, you know while barbecuing is great and going to the beach playing some golf, maybe all of that good stuff at some point. Uh, You know, say a little prayer there, take a step back, maybe a little moment of silence this weekend and thank the men and women and their families who have given the ultimate sacrifice to allow us to have that three day weekend. Kind of drives me crazy, Dane, over the years. And then to see that 60 percent of people right now have absolutely no idea what Memorial Day is other than a three day weekend and a time to get some burgers on the grill kind of pisses me off on a lot of different levels. You know what I mean, man?
3: I do know what you mean. Um, you know, to me, it speaks to the uh, commercialization of a lot of holidays in our mm-hmm. society, Joe. You know, and good morning, and I hope you do, in fact, enjoy your three-day weekend. It'll be like the first time I don't get to talk to you on a weekday in a while, right? right? But you know, I, I see it with a lot of holidays, man. You know, I see it with Christmas. I see it with. I see it with uh, Labor Day, you know, I see it with Independence Day. I see, you know, we see it with so many holidays, this commercialization uh, and not realizing what it is actually for. So I agree and 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 uh, I'm happy that you led with that. And Joe, here's the other ironic thing, and you know, we don't get too political on this show and we should keep it that way. But, you know, you talk about like the freedoms that were fought for, Joe, you know, And, Mm -hmm. and the sacrifice that men and women have made. ...for the freedoms that we have in this country as kind of a baseline. And you know what's kind of interesting, Joe, to me is like some of those freedoms are being tested. Think about some of the state legislation around, you know, women's bodies recently down in some states. Mm-hmm. Think about the idea of the freedom of the press and and what the media, how the media is viewed now by some people in our country. Think about what our freedom of religion is now in this country. And if you really have that, think about the freedom you have to look differently or not and what those things are happening in our country and how they may or may not be being compromised over the last few years as well. So when you think about not only the veterans who fought and laid that ultimate sacrifice as you described, Joe. I would also employ people to think about these people are men and women in uniform fought for our freedoms and our rights and why America is one of the greatest countries in the world, the greatest country in the world. And really think also and reflect about what is happening to those freedoms, to those rights that we have here as Americans, as citizens, and think about how those things may be eroding over time, as well,
1: Joe. Yeah, yeah, and listen, it all it all comes together, and uh, it's going to be a nice three day weekend uh, for many of us, and and hopefully uh, you as well. And you'll have some time to spend with friends and family. But you know, at some point, just uh, you know, go ahead, do yourself a favor, and uh, try not to forget exactly what this is all about, and uh, and thank the men and women also not only who gave the ultimate sacrifice, but the ones currently around the world uh, trying to protect those very freedoms Dane was uh, was talking about there. Uh, that is truly what Memorial Day is all about. And, yeah, sometimes we get away from that and we're uh, we're so self-consumed with, oh, wow, I got a day off. What the hell am I going to do? Me, 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 I, I, I. Uh, Let us not forget exactly. And and unfortunately, year after year, I keep seeing these surveys come out and less and less people are becoming informed as to what the hell Memorial Day is all about. Uh, They somehow equate Memorial Day and Labor Day like the same situation, like, oh, beaches close or this like what? I can wear white now. Yeah, like seriously, people, can we stop that? So, uh, yeah, just wanted to start that off there. Enjoy your weekend. Have a barbecue. Go golfing. Get some sleep like I will. Do whatever the hell it is that you got to do. But ultimately, take a little time out during the weekend and thank those men and women who have laid it on the line so we can have that little extra sleep. And coming up
0: To get your complimentary bottle, text youth to 321-321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321-321. Searching for an outdoor oasis but don't have time to catch a flight? Join us in the heart of Midtown at Versa, packed with good vibes, great views, and service unmatched. Fully stocked with five bars throughout the venue. Aside from our stellar dining menu, Tuesday through Friday, our culinary team has curated a delectable rotation of food activations to be featured on our patio from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Join us for nonstop fun on one of New York City's largest patios as rooftop season is finally upon us. Located at 215 West 35th Street, New York, New York. Official partners of the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers.
4: I had
1: great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to
2: 195.
1: My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. And I'm going to take it forever.
2: That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. To andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
1: All right, let's make it rain on this Friday. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us here today as we uh, recap exactly what it was that happened yesterday in the world of sports, world of sports betting, and, of course, take a glimpse into the weekend. We've got a little Charles Schwab challenge round two. got some groups coming up here today. Uh, I told you, man, Finau's coming up there. Uh, Sabatini's up there. All the guys uh, we told you there that might be in contention. yeah, it. it could very well be. And I'm looking, as a matter of fact, I looked at, at his odds this morning, uh, t- taking a look there. I mean, he's what three to one, I think, to win this uh tournament. Like, come on. I'd, although, I might throw a few bucks on your boy, Fee Now he's at four to one, and uh, he's playing lights out here. And uh, you know, if he uh, if he comes back with another five or 6 under today, he might be able to run away with this tournament, but uh, you know what, Florida? I'm going to do it right now on because you just mentioned yes. them. And you know what? That's what we're talking yes. about. So I'm going to go ahead and drop that uh, on there. Four to one. Let so me do. I said the same. Didn't we say the same thing about Cupca last week? A little bit on Tony now, yep. Okay. We are doing are it. Because you had to bring these. him up. That's your fault. Yes. You brought what? him up. So now <laughs> I got to play him. Yep. That's him in the yep. damn GA. And he put like a 78 <laughs> in the final round. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> he's got a shot
3: here. Well, if he was get to yep. minus one, we'd be cooking yep. with gas, and he put, he put up like a
1: 79, Joe. Yeah. Men and yeah. Women yeah. he fought was
3: still right. Shekels on Tony Finau this weekend, Joe.
1: Come on. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's in there. We, there are some matchups here this morning. We'll, uh, we'll throw it down for you here a little bit later this hour. Uh, but we'll start, of course, last night. Uh, Drake uh, did not play, despite uh, most of the headlines that you're seeing. Uh, He was not on the court last night. Uh, He did not have uh, any role in actually uh, for the Toronto Raptors in winning uh, last night. But they did win, guys, and they did it in the exact same fashion they did uh, pretty much in games three and games four. And we've been talking and screaming about this here all week long about how if you watch this series, it is a totally different animal to uh, to quote and tell me what a team did in a regular season, especially when they play in a conference with you know teams like Detroit, uh, what they did and how they reacted after a loss this year or, you know, when they were home and what their records were and all these different trends and angles telling me how the best team in the NBA, how they were the best team in the NBA during the regular season. But the thing is here in the playoffs everything that works for you on a daily basis during the season, because I don't know you, on Tuesday, uh, you know, you played OKC, you might've lost, but you come home to play Detroit on a Thursday. The fact that you blow Detroit out isn't really indicative of what the hell is going to happen in the playoffs. Case in point, the Milwaukee Bucks. how were they going to react? Right? The whole back home situation. We're home. Right. It's everything's going to be better. well, The problem is, veteran team. Here we go. Toronto again, veteran team. Milwaukee comes out and throws two haymakers, uppercut, left hook, right, 18 to three at one point to start that game. And if you notice something, which I think is a theme here that we've seen in the playoffs, and it's a good reminder because we'll probably forget about this same time next year. How teams react when they take a shot, especially a team like uh, Toronto, who was absolutely getting bombarded to start that game last night. And you could see just no panic on any of the faces. They just kept running their same thing, kept doing their same thing. Nobody forced any shots. Uh, Nobody was running around crazy. There were moments over these last three games, and we've seen it in the playoffs, Where teams that get down and take a shot like that, they get haired out, man. Their hair starts to get on fire, and you can tell they get very scattered. There, there's, there's not. They go from uh, okay, everything is great, to oh crap, the sky is falling. And then there are these teams where Portland had a lot of this uh, throughout the playoffs this year. That certain calmness and that look, where nothing changed. Even the score could have you could have been down thirty five. They still look the same. They. There was absolutely no panic, and that was the Toronto Raptors again last night. Kawhi Leonard uh, is an absolute beast, and we'll talk a a little bit later this morning because I do think, and some people will say you're crazy, but I don't really think I am. There are parallels to be made about Kawhi Leonard and Michael Jordan here, uh, and we'll talk about those. But Kawhi Leonard last night was exactly why the Toronto Raptors went out. And offered him the sky to go get him here. They mortgaged everything to go get Kawhi Leonard for the moment just last night. Kawhi Leonard puts this team again on his back. When they needed the big shot, you know, he buries a couple of threes late in that game in the fourth quarter that just really sealed it at that point. And the Bucs had no answer. Giannis, love this kid. I think this kid is going to be an absolute beast. But I think what we have learned over these last three games. Is that his game is limited? People, he he is not a well-rounded player, and I think he's the perfect example. Dan, we talked about this before with uh, with guys where we we tend to either do one of two things early on in players' career in the NBA. We either stick a fork in them, D'Angelo Russell, okay, uh, and say these guys are not going to be good. They're 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 right. terrible, or. We anoint them the next coming and put them on Mount Rushmore, and they're the greatest thing in the world. We give them nicknames and all this stuff. But what we don't realize is that this game takes time, no matter how talented. And I have the feeling we're doing it already with Zion Williamson. Um yeah. the his game, Giannis, is not he doesn't have a go-to shot. He does not have, he's got one mode and one mode only. And if you take that away from him. He's not a great three-point shooter. He doesn't have a post-up game. He doesn't have a well-enough rounded game in order to overcome a veteran team in the playoffs who is not going to let you have your way in the paint like everybody else did during 82 games during the season. It's a different animal. And what we're seeing right now is Giannis, more than anything else, and this team, their weakness is they don't have great shooters. They're not extremely athletic, and when Giannis isn't the one creating shots for guys, uh, when you take him away and him out of his game, they don't have enough horses over there to be able to compete, and that's exactly what's happening. A veteran-laden team with a mega superstar, not on only offense, but also on defense, um, they're showing you how important it is to have those veteran guys on your team who have been there done that and who are ready to rock and I guess so I think they solved the question last night too can um can those bench and role players for Toronto can they travel I think the answer is yes we just watched them travel last night and congratulations Van Fleet uh, who just had yeah. a monster game a lot of guys stuck a fork in him too but a lot of guys uh, probably going out ordering Van Fleet jerseys here uh the kid is on fire Amazing what a little confidence will do here, Dane, isn't it?
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Freddie Van Fleet. You know we've been talking about the role players so much, right? And the difference between role players at home and on the road. Well, Fred Van Fleet put it in my eye last night, right? Because I've been talking about role players much better on the uh, at home than on the road, Fred. Van Fleet on the road, goes seven for nine from three point range with 21 points really being a huge help. You know, you mentioned the rest of these Raptors that have the experience, right? Obviously, Kyle Lowry continuing to show up. You see what Ibaka can do going, you know, hitting his free throws, let's say. Van Fleet, though, 21 points, you know, picking up from someone like, say, Marcus Gasol, who only had one field goal. And you talk about on the Bucs side, who is that Robin, you know? And I've been thinking answer has been chris middleton chris middleton has been that other guy where the bucks turn to for big shots for clutch shots we've seen even in the playoffs middleton has been a guy helping keep bucks in it giving that shooting touch but he goes two for nine joe from the field last night only six points okay and really only had two i think in the first half what i am intrigued by by the Bucks is that we had the re-emergence, in my opinion, of Malcolm Brogdon. And he has been a very big piece. They need to get more out of him, Bledsoe chipped in, but it was really Chris Middleton who had been that kind of Robin to the Batman who did not show up. You're right, though, in terms of Giannis, Joe. I mean, four for nine from the free throw line. And, and, and you know, you talk about early in their career, Joe. You know, Giannis is still only 24 years old. I'm reminded of, you know, you right. mentioned in Detroit, I'm reminded of a guy, say, like Blake Griffin, you know, who was mm-hmm. like a locomotive coming into the league, and even he has developed yep. an outside shot. Let's remember Giannis is still only 24, and he got a nickname yes. in the Greek Freak already. There's times for this. There's levels this.
1: Yes. It absolutely is. We'll talk more about that coming up here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Game time decisions. Like when I was I was a kid, I remember my grandfather was watching figure skating on TV. Wow, what crap this is! Right? Yeah. Like, he basically told me and goes, "Yeah, I'd like to see you
1: skate with those skates on. Yeah, you know, put your marker in the air like that. That's a I would have
0: it." Even in school, remember like there was always that guy. Was, yeah. Oh, you're a fig.
1: whoa, you're a figure skater. Like, yeah. Ooh. Like you would have the
0: jacket with the rhinestones like that. He used with a dazzler. <laughs> Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: All right, let's go on a Friday. Let's make it rain here to Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Jane Martinez, Joe Ranieri. Guys, hope you enjoyed uh, the game last night. Uh, the... Uh, uh, we got a lot more going on here this weekend, that's for sure. But uh, baseball had a uh, great day yesterday. We'll dive into some of that action. Uh, it was yeah. a degenerates paradise yesterday. All those afternoon baseball games to uh, to go ahead and dabble in and uh, I hope it a lot and of Matt fun.
3: Harvey, like we said.
1: Yes, I uh, hope you absolutely <laughs> faded, Matt Harvey. The Twins, uh, once hey, again, uh, will not be denied hitting home runs we left and right. We
3: Hardy, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yankees uh, just killing it. A uh, lot of good stuff yesterday. And you got some teams, don't look now, uh, starting to put it all together. Could actually be making a uh, kind middle of middle-of-the-season run here. We'll, uh, we'll dive into some Major League Baseball. But last night, it was the Raptors, guys. 105-99, 3-2 lead now. In the Eastern Conference Finals, they closed as a seven-and-a-half-point underdog, guys. A road oh, underdog. They were plus 280 on the money line. The under stayed way under. There was a reason why that opened up at 219 and was quickly bet down to 215 where it closed. Uh, it was uh, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Raptors now 3-0 straight up and against the spread in the last three. Favorites. Are now six and three straight up, four, four and one against the spread in conference championship round here, while the favorites lead overall just 37, 35 and two against the number, which is kind of crazy. The overs in this championship round, five and four. Unders overall in the playoffs leading 39, to 35 and one. And we talk, you know, we were talking a little bit about how. The playoffs are an absolutely different beast, and it magnifies even what you may think are some great teams. It magnifies what the weaknesses are for certain teams, and you're seeing that right now with Milwaukee. You are seeing their weakness get magnified because the playoffs, when you play a team seven games in a row, they, especially a veteran-laden team like Toronto, they're going to go ahead. They're going to recognize what the issue is. They're going to go ahead and exploit it. Bill Belichick has made a pretty good career doing just that with the uh with the Patriots, right? Uh no problem doing that. And the reality is, the minute that Kawhi Leonard was put on Giannis and game three, and Kawhi Leonard, by the way, has it's not exactly like that was rocket science. Um, you know, Kawhi Leonard all year long, when you look at the numbers. Uh, With Kawhi Leonard on Giannis versus just about everybody else, uh, the numbers are cut in half. I mean, his efficiency gets cut in half, which is a big shout-out to and a big uh, congratulations to Kawhi Leonard, who not only brings it offensively, guys, but also brings it defensively, a guy that is absolutely, in my mind, one of the best two-way players that we have seen in a very, very long time. And his game changed. Everything changed because Giannis... Like Dane had said, he's only 24 years old, guys, and we we keep wanting to elevate these guys in the NBA. Yes, great MVP type season, should be the MVP, no problem, not going to take anything away, but what you do in 82 games during a regular season and what you do here are two different animals. The Toronto Raptors are built and have the horses to be able to combat a Giannis, meaning they're walling him off. Giannis's only yep. game. And what makes this team as good as they were all year was the ability for Giannis to create other options, other plays for guys because he could drive the drive paint the and do either score, he could throw it out. You know, it it works great when you can have your way because you're just that athletically gifted. But in the playoffs, they're walling you off. They're throwing everything at you and if you don't have another option, if you don't have another move, if you don't have something to combat that, uh then you're going to get exactly what you got here. Not 24 points. I mean, he was a little more efficient scoring, but that's not enough in the playoffs. It was never going to be enough and he doesn't have anything else to bring to the table right now. He's only 24. So I would caution you and it's another one of these situations where let's not stick a fork in guys that are 22, 23, 24, you know, a couple of years into the league here. But let us also not go overboard with Zion Williamson and these and some of these other crop of guys coming in here, guys, and expect them to be Kawhi Leonard at 28 or 29 years old. It takes time in the NBA to develop that game, especially if you want to go from, you know, you want to be one of the greats. You want to be considered one of the uh, one of the greats. It takes time. You got to learn how to play this game, and he's learning. I think this is going to be one of the best experiences for Giannis. He's only going to get better from here. But there's no doubt he's got a glaring weakness, and his glaring weakness is he's a one-trick pony. And outside of that, the rest of this team, unfortunately, is not built to be able to adjust. Budenholzer is not able to adjust uh, with what they have in order to combat against. All right, we don't have Giannis in his usual create uh you know create uh, opportunities in the lane so what do we do the answer is they don't have anything else and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing in the playoffs dane you got a team filled like toronto with veterans they're going to take that away from you they don't have anything else to go to and neither does Giannis. and that's okay but let us not let's not anoint this kid the next coming here because he's still got a little way to go
3: yeah joe I see a little bit of nuance in what you're talking about. Okay, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, um, but not all of it. Okay, so first of all, I do think there was an adjustment last night. You know what? One of the adjustments that Milwaukee tried. Milwaukee put Malcolm Brogdon in the starting lineup in for Miritich, Okay, because they wanted to get smaller. They wanted to get a little faster. Now, did it work? Maybe, maybe not, but they tried something, okay? And Brogdon did have a good game, 18 points, 11 rebounds, right? So that's one thing I would say. In your description of Giannis, you said, you know, what's so great about him in the regular season is that he would drive, and part of his game is to be able to drive and potentially kick it out. Sometimes, sometimes for Giannis – the right basketball play, if they're being walled off, if they're running extra guys at you, is to kick it out, right? And Milwaukee has developed, you know, they they built a lot of shooters around Giannis, okay? But... It's not Giannis's fault, Joe, if those shooters then combine to go, like, one for ten from three-point land. Like, that's not on Giannis. That's on the other guys. That's why one of the points I made was, you know, the fact that Chris Middleton scored six points and he's supposed to be the number two guy. That's a big problem. Like, Middleton, 0 for two from three. You know, Miritich, 0 for three from three. You know, Ilya Sova doesn't hit one. Brooke Lopez, who, when the Milwaukee Bucks were killing it, Brooke Lopez is all of a sudden from the wing hitting thirty. Thirty footers, Brooke Lopez, goes one for four from three. So like these guys combined to go one for 10. But I would say in many cases, Giannis is actually making the right basketball play and you know, his supporting cast is not. So I don't know that that's necessarily on Giannis, you know, because that is him still doing the right thing as the defense dictates when they adjust you. And you said it at the beginning, like he does the right thing. He can either drive or kick it out. In the times when he's kicking it out, his supporting cast is just not helping him out, so I think that's another piece of it. But what I do think is very, very interesting is you reference kind of the implications moving forward about us anointing Zion, right? And I continue to say that Giannis, it's similar to Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin as a young kid, to be honest, and LeBron James, LeBron James and Blake Griffin. Came into this league like as locomotives who would really only be able to drive, do this same kind of stuff that we're seeing Giannis do, right? Then LeBron developed an outside shot. And it's still not amazing, but it's able to keep you honest. Blake Griffin started to do that. Later on in his career as well. The question for me is when will Giannis be able to do that? The man can't even hit free throws at this point of his development. When will he develop an outside shot that keeps the defense honest? And the same question goes for Zion Williamson. Because he's not going to be able to dominate like he did 18-year-olds at Duke. Will he develop more in his game? And that's why, Joe, you may have heard me say, I actually believe that this NBA is suited better for John Morant than it is for Zion Williamson, because Ja has the moves that work in today's NBA. Zion may fall prey early in his career, at least, to this same this same issue. Okay, not being able to do much because he is maybe a one-trick pony. But I don't put it much on yet. Yeah, yes, Giannis has to hit free throws, stuff like that. But a lot of times, the right basketball play, Joe, is for Giannis to drive and kick. And then the guys he kicks it out to have to knock down their shots. Middleton, Miritich, Lopez, they combine to go one for ten from three-point land. So sometimes it's not all Giannis.
1: No, it's all Giannis because Giannis is the <laughs> superstar. And the bottom line is this team is built with a bunch of mediocre players who, with smoke and mirrors all year, because of Giannis's ability to get to the rim— made them look like superstars, when the reality is the minute you take Giannis out, they are exactly what they've always been, which is a bunch of middling, mediocre shooters on a team with a a budding superstar who can control the pace because he can get to the rim and make you look like you're better than you are. Now, the minute you take Giannis out and he can't get to the rim and all of a sudden he can't shoot, well, then that just exposes what everybody else always has been. You know, we're acting as if Chris Middleton and Bledsoe and these guys around him are these world beat. This is not the Golden State Warriors. This team can't shoot. This team never could shoot. But Giannis masked it because of his ability to be able to control and get to the rim. Made everybody else look like, this, uh, like these world beaters. But the fact is, they have nothing else. The problem is, when you can't shoot and you're not surrounded by shooters... Uh, that can actually make up the difference, than what you've got as a Milwaukee Bucks team through 82 games, congratulations, you looked unstoppable. But now that you've cut the head off the snake, which is Giannis here, now that you've taken away what they've always done well, they don't have any other go-to. You've got guys like now, you've got to rely on Chris Middleton to get the job done. You didn't have to really rely on him the whole year because Giannis was that unstoppable force. And Toronto was like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to stop that. You're not getting to the rim. You're not controlling anything, a matter of fact. And we already know. They almost fell over. He took three, two three-pointers last night. or three. Uh, he attempted three three-pointers. He made two of them, and nobody could believe he actually shot a three. I hope he does more of that because he made two out of three. Somebody's got to make a shot for them. Uh, I just don't know. Chris Middleton is going to be the answer. The answer is Giannis. I don't know if he can do it, though. But he is going to make a lot of money. We'll talk about that next.
4: Yeah.
1: So we've got ourselves a game six heading back to uh, Toronto here. A uh, a monster game, let's face it, for the Raptors, for the city. And uh, boy, oh boy, a lot riding on the line here for both of these franchises and organizations. As Kawhi Leonard pretty much just took this team, put it on his back and was like, all right, guys, let's do this kind of meandered his way around uh, for three quarters there, doing what he needed to do, played some defense. And then, of course, like, you know, great guys do. And the fourth quarter comes, and uh, and he just, he turns into a different animal. 15 points in the fourth quarter, 35 points overall, 22 of those in the second half. uh, And he just, he had a couple of dagger three-pointers there in the end that were just crazy. And not enough can be said about what he can do on both ends of the court. Two-way player. The likes we have not seen, uh, you know, this you're not going to get this kind of effort from a James Harden. Uh, this is not good. Right. You're not going to get it. This is a guy that can do it on both ends. It's a it's a rarity how good he is. Kawhi Leonard, how good he has been throughout these playoffs, not just in this series, of course, but the two prior doing it on both ends. He and taking guys out of their game and he's done an amazing job. They've all done an amazing job on making this a very one-dimensional team, the Milwaukee Bucks, and giving themselves an opportunity to be able to strike and and win three games in a row. First time all year long, Milwaukee's lost three games in a row. Right. And it's no surprise that it happens after you play a team seven times in a row because teams will adjust. That's what the NBA is. That's what the playoffs are, a game of adjustments. And I think what Milwaukee is, is learning here and what the organization is learning is they've got some – They've got some adjusting to do in this next offseason as they move forward. But the question and what's going to separate the teams at the top is cap flexibility. And who can you afford? What can you afford is really going to be the big question. And the all NBA teams were released yesterday. And there's a bit of a head scratchy here. But the implications of what this list says, you know, first team, second team, third team, Uh, You're looking at the 15 best in the league and the way the collective bargaining agreement with the NBA was structured is this list has a lot of money attached to it. Being able to be considered one of those top 15 by the hundred media members or so that vote on it. It's guys, it's huge. It's we're talking supermax deals. We are talking the ability, uh, you know, in some cases, 30, 40 million dollar difference in contracts. So. There is a lot riding on the line of making this list, which is why, you know, you can imagine some people are a little bent out of shape that they didn't make the list. Uh, But there are some guys that did make the list. Uh, The guy number one uh, who probably benefited the most from making just the NBA third team is Kemba Walker, who can now get two hundred and twenty one million over five years, guys, if he resigns with Charlotte. But being voted to that third team, guys, now puts him just absolutely in a in a stratosphere the likes we have not seen. Two hundred and twenty one million over five years is what he can get. The difference between a Supermax signing with a new team and signing with his current team, Charlotte, is about eighty million dollars. Now the Greek freak, uh, of course, made uh, made the list as well. Second uh, consecutive season for Giannis All NBA uh, All NBA. His numbers are going to go through the roof, too, as well. He's available in 2020, and 2020, because he made this list, his contract in the NBA, he is slated to make more money than anybody has ever seen in the history of the game. Starting in 21-22, uh, he could be worth $247.3 million and carry a 42.6, 46, half, 52.9, and $56.3 million cap hit Moving forward, we talked about Damian Lillard. He made the list, second team, of course. Now he's available for that $191 million Supermax contract. Listen, all of this is great, right? But again, these guys getting this kind of money, Dane, handicaps teams moving forward trying to compete for championships because it, it just, you're going to give a guy $247 million, going to be very hard to surround him with a lot, a lot of great players, unless you get really lucky in the draft. But, oh, yeah, you're already competing for you know titles now, which means you're not going to have the best draft choices either. So it puts teams and players in this very precarious situation. What do you want to do? You want to get your money and get paid? I'm I, don't, I don't, never going to slight a guy for that. But then don't bitch and moan if you don't have enough around you to be able to win, and that's kind of – what guys like the Greek freak and Milwaukee and some of these other teams moving forward are going to be faced with. What do you want to do? You want to win? You want to compete for titles and rings? And I thought, uh, clay Thompson who didn't make the list, by the way, he lost $40 million somewhere along the yep. line there by not making it. But his answer was when somebody at uh, one of the reporters said, all right, well, how do you, you know, how are you going to shrug <laughs> off $40 million? Dollars? And his answer was rings. That's rings. how I shrug it off rings. So again, what do you want? You want rings? You want to compete for ch- titles? Or do you want an extra, I don't know, instead of making $140 million, you want to make $190 million? You know, that's that's really what we're talking about here.
3: It is. And, you know, I mean, you talk about that in basketball. The same is true in the NFL, Joe. You know, it becomes harder to pay everybody and keep it all together as these salaries get out of control. You know, I mean, that's why, at least in the NFL, the way to do it is to try to get a quarterback in their rookie window on their rookie contract. That's good, you know. K, you know, uh, Exhibit A is Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, right? They were able to keep that entire defense together when Russell was still on his rookie contract. Then when you had to pay everybody, it starts to break apart. That's why people are so excited about the Cleveland Browns right now because they have Baker Mayfield on their rookie contract. So you're you're right. When some of these guys qualify for the Super Max. You know, the pie stays the same, people. And so when you got one person taking up a larger slice of the pie, whether they deserve it or not, and a lot of these players do in fact deserve it, that's not what we're judging. We're just talking about the objective fact that it leaves less of the pie remaining for the rest of the roster. It's just a mathematical truth, okay? And so that's why a lot of teams have realized that the way to try to do it is to get good young players who are on earlier deals and are in essence – cheaper okay and you know when you talked about this uh Kawhi as a great two-way player joe you know i was reminded of the all nba teams because i thought of two other wing players that kind of fit that description maybe not at the level of Kawhi. one is paul george is known as a great two-way player was probably going to finish third in the mvp voting this year the other was the guy you just mentioned clay thompson but when it comes to clay you know, I think what's interesting here is, you know, he's on this team, this Golden State Warriors, who is not like Giannis and the Bucks, right? They have an entire team of studs. And what winds up happening for a guy like Clay Thompson or a guy like Draymond Green, Joe, who not only was not on any of the all-NBA teams, but didn't even get votes. There were guys like Bradley Beal and Lou Williams who also received votes. OK, Draymond didn't even get any votes for all-NBA all, um, teams. These guys, the Clays. The Draymonds, they have to sacrifice some of their stats, some of that reputation. But, you know, Clay said it himself. But what is he sacrificing that for? Rings. You know, they asked him mm-hmm. in that. I, I heard the rest of that interview and they were like, yo, but, you know, there's money involved. How do you feel about this? And he was like, yep, rings. But you could also, if you see the whole interview, know that. He is a little bit upset about it. You know, he's like he at one point was like, I don't really even want to get into it, really. You know, like, do I think there's six or seven guards in the NBA or shooting guards better than Klay Thompson? No, but he has to sacrifice every day for the greater of that team. And, uh, you know, and this is where you kind of see it to play. He doesn't get the kind of recognition that he necessarily deserves. But, yeah, I mean, that's what the that's what these uh, that's that's kind of the price you pay. But Kawhi, Klay. Uh, you know, Paul George, these are the two-way players right now that are amazing in the, in our league.
1: It, it's not that hard to figure out, guys. You want to be the Golden State Warriors. You want to be the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots yeah. are the New good. England Patriots because their leader, okay, has never been paid what he is worth because he doesn't right. want it. Because he would rather compete for championships. That's what is so unique about a Tom Brady as opposed to a Russell mm-hmm. Wilson or as opposed to an Aaron Rodgers now who says, okay. you know, oh, give me, give me, give me the money. OK, you understand here's they your need money
3: the of the pie to make the rest of the team yeah. better.
1: But when you're not competing for Super Bowls and, you know, when you're handing out max deal contracts uh, and guys are going, you know, I want to get paid. Because I need to make 191 as opposed to 140. Right. Uh, okay. Congratulations. So don't be surprised when Wade you're not take
3: less money to bring LeBron and Bosh
1: many, too- many, many times. Here, you've got to have those guys, and you can tell who are the guys that are willing, who are the guys that truly want to win. Everyone says they want to win, right? But right. the truth is, very few. Very, very few are ultimately willing to sacrifice what is needed in order to do it. Now, of course, we're talking about superstars here, guys, because nobody is nobody's going to be paying supermax money to guys that aren't franchise changers or guys that can elevate your team to a championship. But those guys have to be if they are truly all about winning, then they are going to do whatever it takes to they know I can't do it alone. Got to put guys around me. And the only way we can get guys around me is if we can afford to put guys around me, which means collectively you've got to, as a team, like uh, what Golden State has done here. Golden State, he goes, no. And Clay's response uh, was perfect yesterday when he was asked. He said, guys, you know, it it, yes, okay, it affects my next contract. He says, but, you know, when you go to five straight finals, You know, it takes more than just a couple of all NBA guys to be able to do that. So, you know, do I think I'm one of the best guards? necessary? Yes, (laughs) you know, I got to be, you know, he understands the game, which is what's also in this day and age of me, 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 I, I, I. It's so interesting to see that guys like Klay Thompson, like they have bought in. They understand, you know, Steph is Steph. But at the same time. You know, we want to be a part of that. We, we absolutely we want to win rings. That's what once you get that taste, that's it. Whereas other guys say they want to win. But really, ultimately, at the end of the day, they're not committed to it. They would much rather know that, hey, I got paid. I got my Antonio Brown is one of the you know, we always get hey. It's always wide receivers. It's always guys that have the least impact on a team in long term and big picture. That are going, give me the money. I want to get paid. I want to get paid. Well,
3: that's it. Joe. Okay. Long term view, right? Term. Like, look at right. Clay Thompson's exactly. long term view. Could he go somewhere? Let's think about his long term view versus, say, like, oh, I don't know, Kyrie Irving, for example, right? Kyrie mm-hmm. wanted to be the man right? Out of LeBron's shadow, wanted to be the man, and now look at kind of the negative perception now that he wasn't able to do it with that load on his shoulders, right? You know, and think about the way Kyrie Irving is viewed, what Kyrie Irving's legacy is at this point. Contrast that with Klay Thompson, right? You think, could Klay Thompson this this summer go out and get an absolute max deal and be quote-unquote the man with a different franchise? He absolutely... Could, but instead he's gonna stay, do what he's supposed to do for an all-time dynasty team, and think about the narrative and the legacy for Clay Thompson in the NBA career. He's gonna be viewed as like Scotty Pippen, for goodness sakes, one of the greatest shooters of all time, an integral part of a, you know, one of the best teams we've ever seen, you know, and that's because he understands and has humbled himself a little bit, missing out on, what, $40,000 here, uh, one all-star nod over there, but it doesn't matter, because when it's all said and done, Clay Thompson will be up, you know, in the upper echelon as a hugely important part of the best team of all time. It's a different attitude, and, you know, Clay's got it the way, which ultimately in the long view will wind up a lot better, and guess what? Because of those championships and all that, he'll make up some of that money in things like advertising, he'll make up some of that money in things like just like the prestige that he has. And that's the long view way that Clay's going.
1: Yeah. And we've seen what handing out bad Supermax deals does yeah. to franchises. Uh, Gilbert Arenas, 6, six years, 111 million. John Wall, four years, 171 million. Andrew Wiggins, five years, 148 million. We see what happens here when we're handing out Supermax contracts just because guys qualify for them. Um, they're not championship winning teams or championship winning players. So there's a lesson to be learned here. Whether or not teams will do that this offseason, well, that remains to be seen. But uh, shout out to Carl Anthony Towns, who also missed out on $40 million in incentives by not making the team. Crazy stuff. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming up. Fantasy.
0: Gleyber Torres like has this air for like- more like- home runs against the Orioles than any player on the Orioles has in general, other than Trey Mancini, who has the same amount. That is correct. Nobody has more home runs than Gleyber Torres. Nobody on the Orioles has more home runs than Gleyber Torres has this year Against the Orioles. Can someone make the argument, Greg, and say now is the time to try and sell high in Glaber Torres because he's not always going to be facing the Baltimore Orioles? I think that's a fair argument to make. Weekdays, noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Dailyrodo.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
2: Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion. 2017
3: World number one. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time.
2: Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or
0: even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to gamefacegrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
4: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call one 800 carmats WeatherTech.com proudly made in america
2: hi i'm keith i believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education music education programs in our schools help kids learn socialize gain confidence and stay in school but they need your help to survive mr holland's opus foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play with your help we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve.
3: Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help.
1: Yeah, the old Carl Anthony Towns got a hose there on that uh, all NBA list. Uh, did not make it. Uh, ends up costing them uh, uh, $32 million in incentives. Uh, by not making it, you know, th- and this is another thing that drives me absolutely crazy though, is somehow or another, they're allowing 100 media members to decide millions upon millions of dollars for themselves. I don't know who negotiated that into the, uh, into the collective bargain agreement, but case in point, Marvin Bagley got a third team vote. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. with this yesterday, Marvin Bagley guys didn't get any, got one vote for somebody on the third team. All right. Um, Whoever voted for that person should be stripped of those privileges altogether. And this is the problem when you give media members a say in how guys are going to get paid because Marvin Bagley is not one of the top 15 players in the NBA. I don't give a crap how you slice it or you can cover Sacker you can do whatever you want to do. Marvin Bagley does not deserve any votes to be a top 15 player, especially when you got guys like. Carl Anthony Towns, Clay Thompson, Draymond. you know, Draymond, the list goes on here, guys. All right. Anybody who thinks that Marvin Bagley deserved a a vote for being one of the top 15 players in the league should not have this privilege moving forward. And we talked about it with uh, Hall of Fames. We, you know, anytime yeah. you're giving the media members an opportunity to have a say, these guys should not have a say because they are. Listen, they're humans. But they're also spiteful. They're also they can be negative. And a lot of times it's got nothing to do with what's going on on the court, whether or not somebody's deserving of the vote. It's uh, it's whether it's there's a vendetta. There's there's other factors involved and it shouldn't be. Case in point, Marvin Bagley apparently got a vote for one of the best 15 players in the NBA. Come on, Dane.
3: Yeah. Maybe maybe that person was thinking they were voting for rookie of the year instead of all NBA. I you like know, come
1: on gotta, dude.
3: But you're right, and, and you it's, just mentioned it, it happens in all sports though, right? The MVP votes, yeah. the Cy Young votes, there's incentives tied to that. And you're right, it's a subjective Crazy. thing. Uh, but you know, teams and players have the right to figure out what the incentives are gonna be. <laughs> you know, so yeah. hey, Not media
1: members. Because, not media members. Either that or a star make it only the best five media members.